0: Well, wow, guys, here we are. Yay! Wow, wow, wow. So, here we are in our new building, in our new sanctuary on Sunday morning for the first time in a building that we own that we will never get kicked out of. Praise the Lord. That we can gather in and worship whenever we want. This morning, you know, for the past year, we've been clinging to the scripture, Amos 9.15, that says, God says, I will plant Israel. We've claimed it for our own. He'll plant alive in their own land, never again to be uprooted from the land that I have given them, says the Lord your God. And today, that comes fully to pass, as we are here fully. I was talking to Christina, who's in the um, elementary room this morning, and the days this week have gone so fast. We look and we're like, it's three already? Like, what happened? Um, the days have gone so fast, but on Fr- I think it was on Friday we were talking, and we're like, um... The days are going so fast, but it feels like forever ago that we were in the Howell building. Like, it feels like, I don't know, well, we've been here a lot, but it just feels like home. Amen? So I just want to take a moment to just pause and to look around, look around and smile at each other. Pause in this moment. This is our new home. Amen? Um, And for those of you, I'm trying to hold back tears because if I let them out, it will not be good. Um, But I just want to just soak in God's goodness for a minute before we get into the word. You know, for those of you, there's many of you here this morning that were a part of the church before we even started gathering on Sunday mornings. You're part of the launch team. And you remember when we were 34 adults just a couple years ago meeting in my parents' basement. And all we had was a vision. Like, we didn't have a team or a building or anything, but we gathered around this call from God to start a church. And I just want to say thank you to those of you that are here this morning that stepped out in faith to do something crazy, to believe in a church that sets up and tears down, and how's it all going to work? We wouldn't be here today without your faith and without you buying into what God was doing without seeing any evidence of it. (laughs) So thank you. For those of you that have been with Alive since the portability days, where church smelled like carpet cases on wheels in a cafetorium with chicken nuggets smell from the week before. (laughs) The smell of those carpet cases, we used them to bring them over and it brings back a flood of thoughts and emotions. Um, But thank you. I mean, ministry when we were at Scranton was not glorious. It was full of labor. It was full of sweaty T-shirts and bring a change of clothes so you smell all right when the people come. It was, gr- it was a grind. And it was hard ground, and it was set up and tear down in lo- early mornings and long afternoons, but we wouldn't be here today without the sacrifice and the faithfulness that you sowed in that season. For those of you that either joined us or... <clears throat> We're a part of the church during the online COVID days when church was gathering was so unusual. We were asking you to open up your homes, to have online gatherings in your living room, and we were having small groups on Zoom calls and meeting at the mill pond, and everything was unusual and out of the ordinary and awkward. But you stuck with it, and you stayed planted, even when the expression of church looked really different, and the future was really unknown. You trusted God. You somehow trusted our leadership, and we wouldn't be here today if that didn't happen. And for those of you that joined us over the last couple years at the Howell Building, where God really strengthened us and unified us and established us as a, a, a robust church family. Thank you for your unity of heart. Thank you for your kingdom or bust mentality. Thank you for your faithfulness, your positive attitude. We wouldn't be here without it. And for those of you joining us for the first time this morning or joining us again for the first time, we just want to say welcome home. So glad that you're here here we are as a church family, day one in our new building. <clears throat> it's not by accident that we're all here together. God is on the move and we're just, not trying to, to, we're just trying to not get in the way of it all. This morning is a morning of celebration and consecration of what God is doing because this is what Jesus is doing. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus says, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it this morning we celebrate jesus and the church that he is building that we get to somehow steward somehow he entrusts us to steward this thing that he started and that he's building that the gates of hades will not prevail against amen this week we're also or this morning we're also um closing out this build a wall series where we've been walking through the the book of nehemiah And um, in the chapter that we're going to read today, chapter 12, it's where Nehemiah dedicates the wall. And we didn't know when we, it was hard to plan when we didn't know when grand opening and everything was going to be. But it works out perfectly that this is the topic that we're talking about this morning. Couldn't have happened on a better Sunday. So this morning, in our hearts, we're going to dedicate and consecrate this space for the Lord's purposes. Let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. Jesus, we thank you that you are building your church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Lord, we champion, we celebrate what you are doing. Lord, we honor, we elevate your name in this place, and Lord, we just ask that you have your way in this time. Our hearts are open, our ears are alert to what you have to say to each of us individually and collectively, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so real quick, build a wall. We're in the fourth week, and if you're just joining us this morning, you might be like, what are you talking about build a wall, and who's Nehemiah? Let me recap real quick, and then we'll dive into what we're talking about this morning. So the book of Nehemiah is an Old Testament book during the time when the Jews were in exile in Babylon. The Babylonians had come and taken over Jerusalem, burnt down the houses, captured the entire Jewish community and um, exiled them to Babylon. And unlike the exile to Egypt, generations before where they were slaves in Babylon, they actually prospered. Um, And many of them were doing well in Babylon, actually became comfortable to live in Babylon even though they had been stolen to live there. And Nehemiah was one of those people that prospered greatly. He was a cupbearer. He had a high-ranking role in the king's palace. And there was a group of Jews that um, they had favor with the king. They were able to go back to Jerusalem to start rebuilding it. And Nehemiah got report that the walls of Jerusalem were in ruins. There were big gaping holes everywhere. It wasn't safe. They couldn't successfully rebuild the city without these strong walls around it. And Nehemiah's heart was grieved. He was heartbroken. He was burdened. Even though he was in this real comfortable, lavish role in the palace, he said we have to do something about it. So he brought a team with him back to Jerusalem where people are living in tents and it's a war, you know, it looks like a war zone. It's not a war zone, but um, and so they start to rebuild the wall. And and that's a good part of the journey of the book of Nehemiah is Nehemiah leading a crew of people to rebuild the wall for the safety and prosperity of Jerusalem, ultimately for the purpose of being able to worship God freely as they desire, right? And so we've, we've talked about that week one, we talked about how in Nehemiah, Nehemiah and the team built a wall of construction. <clears throat> but we see all throughout scripture that God calls us as believers to build a wall spiritually. In Ezekiel 22, Um, God is saying that he's looking for a man. God said, I was looking for a man or a woman or a church. I was looking for somebody. I was looking for a group of people who would stand in the gap, stand in the breach, stand in the hole in the wall in prayer. lest destruction should come upon these people. So we talked about in week one, our role as believers in prayer, as we pray for people, it's standing in the gap. Just as Jerusalem wasn't safe with the broken down walls, Someone had to stand in the gap. We can stand in the gap in prayer. So we talked about that week one. Week two, we talked about, we took a look at the um, next couple chapters in Nehemiah where you just see God's heart for people and how much he loves people. And we talked about one way that we can build a wall is by inviting people. And we talked about the power of the invite. Last week, we took a look at halfway through the book of Nehemiah, the wall is built, and then Ezra the priest, the people ask Ezra the priest, open up that book. We want to hear the word taught and revival breaks out everywhere because the people are so unified they were so hungry for the word and there was this humility there was this spirit of confession there was this worship um, that was happening all around them so that brings us to today and at the close of nehemiah the wall is built revival is happening hearts are are longing for god and they have this moment where they dedicate the wall They dedicate the wall, you might be like, what does it mean to dedicate a wall? Well, we use that word around here when we have child dedications, when a family dedicates their children, they, you know, come up here, we'll have a service like that on Mother's Day again, and they're publicly saying, I'm dedicating, or I'm committing to raising this child up in the Lord. I recognize this child as a gift from God, and I want to commit, I want to dedicate, I want to consecrate myself, set myself apart to say, I'm raising this kid in the Lord, And so that's what they were doing in the days of Nehemiah. And in in the Bible, the word dedication and the word consecration are used interchangeably. So I'm going to use them interchangeably this morning, dedicating and consecrating. And one simple definition of what does that mean, what does it mean to dedicate a wall or what does it mean to dedicate a building or consecrate a building or a space or your heart? It means to set apart something for a holy purpose, set apart something for a holy purpose, so in the book of Nehemiah, they all gathered around the wall, and they had this celebration where they were saying in their heart, we're sa- th- this is God. They're essentially saying, this is God. God did this, and the purpose of this is to glorify God, and we are going to dedicate in our hearts this space in this wall to the Lord. Um, I want to show you where it says it in here in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 27 it says now at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem they sought out the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem and the whole thing was a celebration you're going to see gladness and celebration and Thanksgiving all throughout this to celebrate the dedication with gladness both with thanksgiving and with singing, with cymbals and stringed instruments and harps. It goes on in verse 31 to say, so I brought out the leaders of Judah up on the wall and I appointed two thanksgiving choirs. They had two big thanksgiving bands. They were so grateful and so thankful like we are this morning to go throughout this city just praising and giving thanks to God. Verse 43, also that day they offered up great sacrifices and they rejoiced for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard afar off. So the book of um, Nehemiah closes with this big dedication party. They're praising God. They're acknowledging him. They're consecrating the purpose of this wall and setting it apart in their heart. The Jews at this time, the Old Testament Jews, knew what it meant to consecrate something. A lot of times that language was used as it it related to um, things within the temple. Like anything used within the temple for worship could only be used for that. Like the kitchen spatula was just the spatula for holy things. You didn't use it for other things. And so to consecrate means to set it apart. Like this is only being used for a set purpose, for a holy purpose. Much different than many of the things in our homes that are not consecrated. Like that one bowl that you use for everything. Like you mix your cookie dough in it. But then you also let your meat defrost in it. And then sometimes you serve it with fruit in it, like a fruit salad. And then sometimes when you need a, a bowl in a hurry, it becomes the throw-up bowl. And... It's just kind of all of those things all at the same time. It's not set apart for a special purpose. You guys tracking with me? (laughs) We won't raise our hand, but we all know we have something like that in our house. And we don't tell our guests when they come over. Um, (laughs) um, But there are other things in our home, like maybe you have a coffee mug that it's your coffee mug, and only your coffee goes in it, and only you drink it around the house. It's consecrated to you in that purpose. Or a water bottle with your name on it, it's your water bottle. It only has your water in it. Only your mouth touches it. Or maybe you got Christmas dishes that they only come out on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve and they're set apart for a specific purpose. You guys tracking? So that's what we're doing this morning. As we as we gather in this building for the first time, we're setting this space apart in our heart. This place is for worship. This place, we're here by the hand of God, for his purposes, for his glory. Amen. And so thank God we've got so much property and so many spaces to gather. We've got the gym, and there's going to be, the gym is going to have a lot of things happening in there. We're going to eat a lot of pizza in there. We've already ate a lot of pizza in there. The youth are going to have amazing services in there and outreaches in there. We've got the lobby and all the different spaces in here for gathering and the lawn and all of that. But this space is the sanctuary and, and because we have all of those spaces we can set this apart to say this is for worship. This is God's space. We're committing in our heart this morning when we come here we're saying this is a place where we can gather and this is holy ground for us to worship. I don't know if you've noticed, but we've changed the language. A lot of times, we've called this type of environment an auditorium, and that mostly happened because early on we met we met in a cafetorium. It was a cafe and an auditorium, and so we called it the auditorium. And God met us there, and it was amazing. God can meet us wherever we gather, where two or more gathered in His name, there He is in the midst of us. Right? We met in homes and online on Zoom, and God met us there, and At our other building, we call it an auditorium, but we're calling it a sanctuary here because that's what it is, a set-apart space to worship. Amen? So we're dedicating this place to God. Remember last week in Acts 2.1, we talked about Acts 2.1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord. We really talked about that. Go ahead and show that next scripture. They were all in one accord. There was great unity, but they were also in one place. They're also in one place. There was unity of heart, but there was also unity of bodies. They were all gathered in one space, one location. Last week, we emphasized how they were in one accord. There was unity, and unity is always a forerunner to revival, but they were also together in one place, which up until maybe 10 years ago, it's like, well, duh, if you want to hang out with someone, you have to be in the same place. But now that's different, right, with technology. But it's so important to recognize that Jesus came in person, in the flesh. God took on flesh and came to earth. He didn't Zoom call in. The crucifixion of Christ was not a VR experience. He came in person. He came to our place. There's power as a church when we're not only unified of heart, but we're unified in space. We're we're rubbing shoulder to shoulder. Our bodies are physically in the same location. This morning we're saying this is sacred ground. We're saying, okay, this place out of all the places in Livingston County we can come to this place and we know that our focus is always fully God we can come to this place as a community and worship him i love you know all different all different times throughout scripture there's moments of consecration or dedication especially when there's something new that's being built when the temple was built in jerusalem um, Solomon's Temple, we have a, a beautiful scripture um, where Solomon dedicates the temple, consecrates the temple to the Lord, and he cries out and he says, God, meet us in this place. And God answers them. I don't have it for the screen, but I'll read it for you. Second Chronicles seven fifteen through 16, God answers. When they say, God, we consecrate, we set apart this place for you. God answers and says, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place for I have chosen this temple, and I have set it apart to be holy, to be a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it's dear to my heart. We know that we can meet with God anywhere, and he can move anywhere. He's, he, he moves outside the bounds of a location. In the Old Testament, he only could come to the temple, um, because Jesus hadn't died yet. Now we carry, we are a living temple, right? But um, but God is still into places and locations. I want to share a scripture with you guys that always inspires me. It's in Acts 17, verse 26. It says, From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Isn't that amazing? This is saying that God has appointed our times on earth. He chose for us all to be on earth right now. He has also appointed the boundaries of our lands, other translations say your dwellings, wherever you dwell. Do you believe that? Out of all of the moments in history that you could be alive, God chose, appointed for you to be alive today in this day and age. And that's incredible. I'm glad that we're alive today. Like we're able to see a lot of, Old Testament prophecies come to pass, see the entrance of the latter days. What a time to be alive. And God chose us to be alive. God chose us to be opening up this new building in this time. Your home, the place where you dwell, the boundaries of your land, the place that you rent, the place where you lay your head at night, God has preordained that. He, the scripture says he sets, he appoints your boundaries. God has appointed that on March 26, 2023, that a live family church would be here, and that you would be here, and I would be here, and your family would be here, and my family would be here, that we would gather in the boundaries of this land. And you know something wild that I was just reminded of recently? Um, Back when the church first started, it was, the church wasn't even a year old. It was spring of um, 19, I wrote it in my notes, spring of 18, but that's wrong, it was 19, spring of 19. Okay, 18, 18, yes, you're right, you're always right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyways, the church was whatever, you know, six or nine months old, and There was little, little, little bits of funds coming in in the offering buckets, but we were portable, and the grind was real, and um, we were like, okay, how do we position the church to make sure that we can have a building someday, because we can't do this portable church thing forever, and so um we had a connection with a local commercial realtor who's a Christian and we just asked him hey if you have any time we'd love to take you out to Panera just pick your brain like we don't know the first thing about all of this teach us how do you navigate commercial property and how how much do we need to have in savings and just teach us and so we met with him he was so gracious to meet with us and we met with him and he gave us some really amazing counsel and wisdom that we put into practice set up a building fund for the church and dropped little things in there (laughs) as the church grew. Um, but it was interesting at that gathering. At, at some point in the conversation, he started listing off some different properties and some different buildings that might be a good fit for us in the future. So he listed off some different properties. Like this one's for sale. This one might come for sale in the future. Yada yada yada. And he mentioned this building. And and we at the time weren't familiar with this building or this location, and it wasn't for sale. But he said, I think they are wanting to move, and that might be a good spot for you. And we're like, huh, that was the only one that we didn't know where it was. And so, I don't know if it was right after that meeting or shortly after it, we drove by. And both of us have a vivid memory of driving by this building for the first time. And, like, I remember looking over my shoulder, and we were both kind of like, huh. And it wasn't like a thus saith the Lord thing or anything like that, but we were both kind of like, you know, if you ever watch This Is Us, and they show those, like, flashbacks It'd be a great flashback because we are both we didn't neither of us said anything but we were both kind of like huh and that's kind of it but you know how Mary when God spoke something to her the scripture says she pondered these things in her heart we just kind of pondered huh so it's so interesting you know the scripture is true that God appoints our boundaries it's funny that in that moment God knew that we would be here eventually he appointed this for us amen amen. We're going to close here in just a minute, and worship team, you guys can come on up. We're going to close. I got one more thought, a couple more scriptures, and we're going to close in a moment of worship as well. Um, And I want to let you guys know, we've got so much more space in this building, and look at how much space is between the stage and the first row. Um, We want you guys to feel free during worship, or during a response time at, at the end of a song, if you want to come forward and worship closer, if you want to come forward and kneel and pray, this space is always open for that. Um, we've got space for it at our other building. I'm like, wow, hon, it's really far. He's like, I know that's how it's supposed to be. At the other building, it was like a foot. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but we're setting this place apart for holy purposes. First and foremost, God calls us as believers to set apart our lives, to consecrate our lives for his purposes, right? This morning as we're consecrating, setting apart this space for him, I hope we're also inwardly looking and saying, am I like that throw up bowl or am I like the coffee mug? Is my, is every area of my life consecrated to the Lord? Or, or do I kind of hop in and out of being dedicated to God and his purposes? This is what Romans 12:1 through two says. Therefore, I exhort you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a sacrifice, alive, holy, and pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this, world, this present world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve what is the will of God, what is good and well-pleased and perfect. God is saying that our lives and our bodies can be consecrated, set apart dedicated for a holy purpose no my life is only for holy purposes my life is only for god i seek him first in every in every way amen and we can collectively say this morning god this space is only a holy space we're only going to seek your heart in this place and lord we believe that as we do that your ears are attentive and your eyes are always looking at the prayers of this place in a moment the worship team is going to go back into a variation of that I will make room for you song and I just love for us all to have a moment where we just come to the Lord personally and say God I'm gonna make room for you I don't want to be that throw-up bowl anymore I want to be fully consecrated fully surrendered, fully dedicated to you and in that same moment also say and God I want this space to be for you And God, I want to dedicate myself to always get into this space not neglecting the house your church that you're building amen one more scripture joshua 3 5 before joshua brought the troops into the promised land that god had promised them he told them consecrate yourself dedicate yourself set yourself apart for tomorrow the lord will do wonders among you so today we consecrate and set apart ourselves for the lord we set apart this place for the lord in a moment we're going to go into that time of worship but as we close i would just love to pray a prayer of dedication and consecration collectively would you guys stand with me um and as we pray would you just link your heart and your faith in your heart say yes and amen amen let's pray heavenly father we thank you for today god we thank you for this land God, we thank you for appointing our time and our boundary we recognize that and we honor that we recognize this building is yours you are building your church and the gates of hades will not prevail against it we set apart this place god for your purposes may your will be done and may your kingdom come on earth and in this space as it is in heaven may this be a house and a community of prayer where your eyes are open and your ears are attentive just like they were in the days of solomon to every prayer made in this place may this place be where your name is honored forever A place where you find faith. When the eyes of the Lord are looking to find if there's faith on earth, may you find it here. When you're looking for a people, for a community to stand in the gap, may you find it here. May this be a place that honors your word and honors your spirit, a place of great love, a place of great unity, A place of great peace. Lord, may we be fully submitted to you. A place of miracles, healing, restoration, and salvation. May this be a place where the name of Jesus is exalted. Where men, women, children, youth are drawn to you. Pray this all in Jesus' name. And all the church said, amen, so be it.